What should you do with a 401k once you retire? Or if you have left a previous employer, what should you do with that 401k? That's what we're going to be talking about during today's episode. And really, when I say 401k, that applies to a 403b or a 457, depending on the type of retirement investment vehicle you are using. So I'm going to hop into today's episode after a few quick announcements. Number one being this episode was prompted by a listener question that comes from Frank. Frank says, Ari, enjoy the show and appreciate your easy to digest information. You're welcome, Frank. Frank goes on to say, can you please do an episode on what on earth I should do once I no longer have my 401k if I'm not working at my employer? So yes, Frank, I'm doing an episode on that today. Number two is if you are looking for more information in a different digestible manner, I am doing all of this and more on YouTube, so feel free to check that out by typing early retirement into the YouTube search bar. Now, let's hop into today's episode going over what on earth you do with a 401k once you retire. Well, there are always options. So remember, there's always options. You can leave your 401k, you can move your 401k, but what are those options? What are the tax implications? So let me break out and and start by just going over a few basic things that if you're listening to this going, yeah, I don't know what to do with my 401k. In the first minute or two, I hope to answer this question. And then as always, I'm going to go through an example as well as a few stories to illustrate my point. So number one, when you think of a 401k, Okay, you have a few options. You can, of course, leave it there and continue to take out distributions. If you are retired, you can not do that. And you can say, you know what, I don't want to leave it at my previous employer. Take an example of, let's pretend you've been working for a company and your 401k is at Fidelity. You can leave it at Fidelity and take distributions from there. The issue with that, there are often higher fees. And I did a full episode on this called Four Hidden Fees Within Your 401k. That was maybe six or eight weeks ago now. So feel free to check that out. However, when it comes specifically to your 401k, you can also roll it over into an IRA. So why do people do that? Let's pretend you leave your employer and you want to move your funds to an IRA. Maybe you heard a neighbor or a friend talk about the ability to do that. Well, here's what that means. That means you can now invest in whatever it is you would like. You no longer are just subject to the options at your 401k level. So that can be a nice benefit. In addition to that, and I would say the primary benefit, is you just have more control. Because it's an IRA and not a 401k, you have the ability to customize it, and truly, that's because of a dashboard. When you have an IRA, you can choose where you want that IRA held either Fidelity or Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Altruist or any of these custodians. And once your assets are there, it's just easier to manage. And so I have a lot of clients that go, Ari, I just wanted to move my 401k to an IRA once I retired because it is easier to do the day-to-day, everything from logging in all the way to actually distributing funds so you could live off of them. Maybe you want to implement things like strategic Roth conversions that I've talked about in previous episodes. Very difficult to do within those 401ks. Having an IRA just allows you to have more customization and really decrease any fees. Now, it's better now than in before. You know, it used to be 401k providers had so many different costs and there's still some pump company plans that have it that way. But the reality is it was not uncommon to see a two to two and a half percent fee going to participants, going to yourself, that's not the case anymore. Now, at a 401k level, it's not as high. However, the goal here, once again, while you're probably listening to this podcast, you want to optimize and pay fees only where you get value through working with an advisor or a tax planner. And please do not pay any unnecessary fees, whether it be for mutual funds or ETFs or anything along those lines. If we can decrease those costs, I am all for it. So number one, why on earth would you move your 401k to an IRA? 
easy conversions, easy withdrawals, just overall ease to your financial life. We often say a joke here at the firm, but there's something called an ROH, which is the return on hassle. What is the return on hassle of any investment? An example of that is if you can invest in real estate and get 10% return or invest in the stock market and get a 9% rate of return, most people would look at that and go, well, I'll take the higher rate of return. And I would say, let's quantify that by understanding, okay, what is the return on hassle of that extra 1%? Because if it doesn't take a lot of time or energy or effort, then yeah, it might certainly be worth doing. However, you can look at the stock market and go, yes, we go through some ups and downs, certainly, and there are Trust me, tremendous tax benefits from having real estate, but the reality is if we're just looking at a hassle versus non-hassle with the stock market, there is not going to be a roof that's going to leak. There is not going to be a washing machine that breaks. And with the real estate, depending on, of course, if you're using a property manager or not, sometimes there's just some hands-on work that has to occur. I've even seen that be the case with property managers. So not to get too off topic here, but when it comes to returns and things like that, we always want to make sure we're optimizing. Back to the 401k level, a few other quick things here. With your 401k, if you are leaving an employer, you have the option at that point. So not retired, but if you leave an employer, you can leave it there or you can say, I want to move that into my new 401k. So let's pretend you have a 401k and you've contributed $200,000. You have the option of contributing, call it the, the normal 401k amount, which this year, if you're over age 50, is $30,000 with that catch up. So you can certainly contribute that, but that 401k contribution, that's going to be applied to your new 401k. So your old 401k has $200,000. You have a new 401k. Let's say that that has $500,000. So $700,000 between both of them. You can either take your old 401k with $200,000 and move it into your new one so that there's $700,000 in one spot and you contribute that $30,000 to the new 401k. Or you can say, instead of doing that, I can move the $200,000 to an IRA, invest it however I would like, decrease the fees, and then your $500,000 that you're actively contributing to, that's the 401k you're currently working at, you keep making those contributions there. So the 401k can be a wonderful investment tool to be able to accumulate wealth over time. You invest well, and you've probably already seen what that can look like. The difference is with an IRA, you cannot contribute as much. However, you get a whole lot more flexibility. So if you have a previous 401k, maybe you have two or three or four, I've seen it really all the way up to 10 or 11 old 401ks that oftentimes are just sitting there, I invite you to consolidate them. Put them all in an IRA and invest them however you would like. It is really difficult to coordinate a very good investment portfolio if you have 10 different sets of investment options, you don't know where you pull from first in retirement, and really tracking the balance of all of that in an easy way um, is not easy, I'll say. So that sometimes is a big consideration here, is ease of use. Some 401k providers are great. Um, almost none are as easy as an IRA. Now, when it comes to coordinating assets from pre-tax to Roth IRA to brokerage account, they shouldn't always be invested the exact same way. It's easier to coordinate your investment strategy when they're all at the same custodian, like a Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Altruist, and you can run a report on everything in one place. So coordinating assets, making your life simpler so you can spend less time worrying about your finances and more time on what's most important to you. Now, let's go through a few examples. If we're looking at pre-tax, and Roth and you know after tax and all these different examples after tax contributions 
if you have not converted, those go to Roth. So any dollars that you have contributed after tax, that goes to Roth. Any growth on those dollars that is after tax, that goes to a pre-tax IRA. So let's pretend that you contribute $10,000 a year for 20 years and it grows by 8% per year. Well, that would grow to $458,000 of which $200,000 you put in and that goes to Roth, $258,000 goes to pre-tax IRA. So you have $458,000, your contributions go Roth any earnings go to an IRA. So if you're making after-tax contributions, see if there's a provision that allows for that immediate conversion from pre-tax excuse me, to Roth so that you're not, at the end of the day, looking at your retirement balance going, wait, am I still going to get taxed on all of these dollars? And for overall coordination, it makes it a whole lot easier. So if you have any after-tax dollars, something to think through there. If, for example, you've ever heard of net unrealized appreciation, that is NUA, consider this only if you have company stock that's appreciated. If you're implementing this well, this can be a really useful tactic so that you pay less taxes. If you're implementing this, you want your stock to be treated on a lower tax bracket schedule, and here's an example of that. Let's pretend that you purchase Apple stock and it's $50,000 worth of company stock, and now that Apple stock has gone up tremendously and it's worth $500,000. Let's say, on top of that, the total value of your 401k is a million bucks. So you've got this Apple stock, you put $50,000 in, that Apple position has grown from fifty to five hundred thousand, a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar gain, and then you have an additional five hundred thousand in your four hundred and one k. But that's not an Apple stock. You could implement a net unrealized appreciation strategy to distribute the stock, the Apple stock in this example, to a brokerage account. You would pay taxes fifty thousand dollars as ordinary income. So I'll just reiterate this to just be crystal clear on this because it's a really useful tactic if you do have company stock and something you want to consider. Of the $50,000 that you put into that company stock, you purchased that. Once again, it grew to $500,000. So on the first $50,000, you're paying ordinary income tax. Then you can pay taxes on $450,000 of growth at capital gains rates, not ordinary income. If you were to not do anything I just said, you would be paying taxes on that full 500000 at ordinary income when you pull it out in retirement, which we do not want to do. If we can pay taxes at maybe 15% as opposed to 30 plus percent, most of you go, yes, Ari, I want to do that. And so that's what this looks like when implementing this strategy. You take that Apple stock and you put that into a brokerage account. Now, there are a few considerations here when it comes to tax planning that a lot of people do not consider. So most people say, Ari, I want your help with the NUA you know, strategy because I know just enough to be dangerous. And I don't know, based off of future conversions, based off my current tax bracket, should I actually just put it all into an IRA? Should I do it to brokerage account? So always feel free. You can reach out to myself as this is, of course, what I do. But roll over the remainder, the other 500000 so not the Apple stock, into an IRA. Like I said, lots of details here, but something that can add tremendous value with Without fully going into a full planning process, I have to say, understand how this fits into your long-term strategy. Sometimes it's best to roll over the entire 401k into the IRA, continue receiving the benefits of tax deferral, but as always, it depends on your situation. This is only applicable to company stock, cannot be used for a mutual fund purchase as an example. And then lastly, always want to give you a few bonus tips to end out the episode. Number one, 
If you are approaching age 59 and a half, inquire about the ability to do an in-service distribution or in-service withdrawal. Once you hit age 59 and a half, you have the option, depending on your plan, to move to move, excuse me, those assets from a 401k into an IRA, and when you do that, you can do anything you want in terms of how you want those funds invested, and you can keep your 401k there. So let's pretend you have a million dollars in your 401k. You want to move it and invest it however you would like. You can certainly do so. You move that from your 401k to an IRA, any Roth dollars. For example, if there's a Roth 401k portion, that moves directly to a Roth IRA. And then what happens is those existing assets, those 401ks, those Roth 401k, those move to, you know, respectively IRA or Roth IRA, but it doesn't mean you lose the ability to contribute to those accounts. So let's pretend you move those assets and now it says zero when you log into your 401k. It's not zero because those assets have moved to your IRA, but you can keep adding dollars. So this year you could add $30,000 if you are over age 50 to your 401k. That does not impact that in the slightest, which is good. Additionally, if you retire from a company in the year that you turn 55 or later, you can avoid a 10% penalty if you want to keep drawing from your 401k. So just another rule we always want to be aware of when it comes to 401ks, when it comes to thinking through these things, there are certainly different ways of going about it. But ultimately, the goal here is to say, how can you make sure you pay the least amount in taxes and how can you make sure that your investments are dialed in as much as possible? I'll leave you with this quote for today and then I promise we'll round out with a few other fun planning points for what you can expect the next few episodes. But number one is when it comes to planning, think of taxes as a passenger on the bus. They shouldn't be the driver. Okay. Taxes are just the passenger, not the driver. You have much more to lose from an inappropriate portfolio than you'll have to pay in taxes to fix it. So just want to reiterate that you will have much more to lose from an inappropriate portfolio then you'll have to pay in taxes to fix it. So when people talk about tax planning, yes, it's important. Yes, trust me, that's all. I'm talking about that constantly. However, we always need to make sure our investments are dialed in well, of course. So that is it for today's episode. I'm gonna come out with a few other episodes when it comes to taxes, when it comes to investments, social security, overall planning techniques, and I hope that this has been helpful. If it has, I kindly ask that you leave a five-star review and please share this with someone you'd like to retire early with. Lastly, I want to say a big thank you to all of those that keep submitting your questions. I read all of your questions and I will either reply with an, a you know, response if I've done an episode on that. And if I've not, I will recreate a new episode for that. So thank you all and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information if there's anyone out there that you know. I certainly appreciate it, and I will see you all each week. Hey, guys, it's me again. Please be smart about this. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as financial, tax, or legal advice. Consult with your tax preparer or financial advisor before taking any action. This podcast is for informational purposes only.